Baby. I'm feeling great now. Right? Hey, is the drummer, get your blood going, you're the drummer's dead. a chick, right? I have no idea. Well, Kid Rock's a chick. <laughs> chick Rock? Exactly. I like it. I, mean, I always, on, thought, I always the thought their drummer was a chick. Could it even be like a big black chick or a fat black man? I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, everything I've read on social media says we don't say that. Not around grandma. What, women and men? Yeah, fat. Oh, and chick, yeah, and black. Person. Actually, yeah, all those things. I think. I'm not My positive, bad. <clears throat> but how's everybody doing? This is uh, episode nine. Enough talk. Enough sports. Enough, enough talk. Said. Sports. Enough said. Sports talk. You think we'd have it down by now? <laughs> <laughs> We're never gonna have it down. Never, ever, ever. <laughs> It's uh, Rich Buskirk. I'm here with Tony Lopez again, and our special guest, Joe Hughes. What up? What up? Joe is in all green, celebrating... Uh, I don't know what I'm celebrating. Joe's wearing all green? Yeah. He looks like a golfer. Yeah, you do. He's a baseball player, though, and a hunter. Oh, nice. Yes, He's big yes. on the dove. Biggest I've game you've ever taken down? Uh, deer. How big? Uh, three by three. Okay. Yeah. The fuck is that? Three by three? It's like this fucking big. Yeah. Oh, like three like horns. Like a deer block? Three, three horns on each side. Oh. Yeah. All right. See, it's hunter talk. I don't know much. <laughs> That's why I brought Joe in. This is going to be a whole hunting episode today. <laughs> Hell We're going to yeah. get in real deep. Let's do it. Gorilla. <clears throat> Warfare. You only you only hunt with arrows, though, right? Is no. that what I'm told? No. That's not accurate? No. All right. Never once. Do you per- oh, you've never bow hunted? Never, okay. I've never tried it. You just do bare hand? Yeah. That's what I'm Damn. Stand a knife. Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. It makes sense now. <laughs> Joe Rogan. All right, so Joe's a uh, avid Dodger fan and Raider fan, right? Yeah. So once again, we have two Raider fans in here. As this I keeps half happening. like you. I half like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an odd blend, right? No. No? Dodgers and Raider fans are notorious to, like... No, but I mean for you. Oh, what? A Raider fan and a Dodger fan that gives you somebody that you love and also oh, yeah. your enemy. But, I mean, I'm not that fan that's going to be like, oh, fuck you. you know? Are the Dodgers your enemy team? Because you're an Oakland fan, so is it more the Angels or what? How does that work for you? I absolutely hate the Angels. Ah, oh, see? Yeah, All right. 100%. Really? I'm, I don't hate players on the Dodgers. I hate their f- most fan of their base. fans. Most of their fans. And, yeah. And I like... Ditto. I like the tradition. I like what the Dodgers did, you know, from like the 70s up. My dad was a huge Dodger fan. Uh, he loved Fernando Venezuela. Like it was, he loved Shit, him. dude. I can't say it like that. That was pretty good. <laughs> he he loved him, and so uh, for obvious reasons. Um, but he th- things just I don't know, dude. Like once I started watching it, you know, paying attention to the team, it was just like these fans, bro, are fucking and going to the games. Like it's it's one thing to sit in a certain area of the stands, and then you get out to the bleachers, and it's a whole fucking zoo. And it's like, uh, just like, I don't know, they like to call it fun. Uh, I don't. Uh, to I, call it assault and battery. And battery. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, it, and and it's everywhere. 
like Raiders fans have them. A's fans, we have we got some crazies out there. Well, to, to, but to be fair, the A's there's a lot less of them. It's just a lot less fans overall, so you hear them more. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's I don't hate the team. I actually was hoping that they won the World Series, like Which last time? year, uh, last or two years ago when they, when they played the Red, Red Sox. Um, I was rooting for them, but. It wasn't for their fan base. It wasn't for a certain. See, I, it was just because, like, I wanted Dave Roberts to give. I've always liked Dave Roberts. You, know I mean? you I, do like Dave Roberts. I like him. If you could go to lunch with two people, I think it'd be Dave Roberts and Russell Wilson. Yep. <laughs> I know Rich doesn't like Dave Roberts. <laughs> I'm not a Dave Roberts fan. Yeah, I know. I liked him as a player. He's a good man, dude. He's a, he's a real good man. Like, he just has great values. He's just a good dude. He, he really is. And that and that's that's a lot of the reason why I like a you know players in general is if you're a good person like i feel i don't know like i'm not i don't compare myself to them but i like somebody that has a good image who like won't sit there and and be one thing in the media and then turn around and be another thing you know in in his private life like be consistent and that's what i like you know what i mean i respect that so all right all right, Joe. So, what are you thinking about uh, this upcoming season? What are your expectations? Because you went to the World Series twice and lost, and then last season you got knocked out in the playoffs. Um, I think we got a good team. But do you expect to win it all, or do no, you keep your expectations I, I, I low? I, I don't. I'm not one of those Dodger fans that. Are, this is it. We're going Every all the year. way. We're going to win it all. No, 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 no. But especially, I mean, especially it, the past. But three shouldn't years? you be? Shouldn't you be at this point? I mean, you have a team that's made it, and then you basically have the same team. So, where are your, what are your expectations? Like, well, look at look at last year. We basically had the same team, right? And then we lose in the first round. Luckily, it was to the Nationals that ended up winning it all. But no, I don't. I don't sit there and think we're going to win it all. But you Spe- think you, you think you win the NL West? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that 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 all. You don't think the the Diamondbacks will will compete this year? No, no. I mean, I giggled on that one. You giggled? fucking Diamondbacks. I don't. Yeah, I don't Diamondbacks know. are like the ultimate cock tease. Before the season starts, you're like, look at all this stuff we got. And you're like, woo. Did you hear that? And, and then in May, you're like, oh, oh, that was fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you hear their like rumblings of them moving to Vancouver? What? You see that? We see, do, we do need baseball in Canada. <clears throat> Absolutely. But that's like right on the brink of fucking Washington. It's like right there. You literally go right through the fucking border and you're in fucking Vancouver, BC. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. That's like it's still America, pretty much America. Like, well, yeah, kind of. It's sorry. like the Tijuana of Canada. You just pop in, pop out. Tijuana is definitely Mexico. <laughs> like, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. I was I was there one time, and I'll never go back. <laughs> yeah. Shit. All right, so breaking down your expected lineup, the Dodger fan. Who are you who are you hoping for lead off? Hmm. Well, I, I never know what Dave Roberts. I mean, pretend I, Dave Roberts is no longer the coach and Joe is the coach. Who would you put as your leadoff hitter? Because when I look at the roster, I see a lot of bats, but I don't know who's a leadoff guy. Mm-hmm. But you know what? And around the league, you don't see a lot of leadoff guys anymore. Everyone's kind of gone. Well, with, you heard what David Ross said about fucking Bryant. Yeah, him being the leadoff. Exactly. That's kind of what uh, philosophy is now. It's, it's totally changed from the Ricky Henderson days. Yeah. So, I mean, you're looking at Betts, you got Bellinger, Muncie, Seeger, Turner. I think you have mm. to put Betts, almost have to put Betts at like three. Have like Muncie at like 
five or six. And you put um, what's that dude? The crazy dude, or not crazy? But the, the bearded guy, Turner. Like, Turner. Turner. Have him bat like cleanup. So then you're having what Pollock lead off? Balance, Pollock or what's that? Taylor. Taylor. Taylor uh, can't lead off. He ain't gonna. He ain't you don't gonna think so? Be an everyday starter. I don't think so. Who's the second? Who's that? I can't even remember who the second baseman is. Lux or whatever. Yeah, probably him. They're not gonna put some fucking new guy as lead off. Muncie actually did well as a leadoff hitter. Like he he did well and as a second baseman. So like, I don't think I, whoever they put at leadoff. I and I think Dave uh, Dave Roberts is gonna like he's gonna try a lot of things at leadoff uh, and at second uh, for the first like month yeah. two. You know what I mean? Just to figure it out, try to figure it out at least, and then just cement it and just that's leave what, it. You know, let it go. That's what the Cubs did last year, though. It's frustrating as a fan to not know. <laughs> I like mixing it up a little bit, but it's really frustrating to not know what you're going to walk into every day. Mm-hmm. Like and and Madden, I really appreciate Madden, and I like I love him as a coach. I'm I'm, I'm happy he's gone now, but it's it's just because I now I kind of we had so much crazy different, you know, which was nice. It was a good shakeup. That now I want to go back a little more traditional. You know, Madden was putting people all over the place and benching guys left and right just to get other guys in. So you never knew each game who was going to be your lineup, and they were completely different. It wasn't like you popped out your two-hitter and threw someone else up there. It was like you have Rizzo leading off for seven <laughs> games, and then he's hitting four, and then you got Addison Russell hitting, and you're like, what the hell? I never felt like we got a good groove. Yeah. I don't know how you guys feel, but I miss a lot of the older traditions, like the leadoff hitter. The number two batter that can bunt, you know, that your traditional mm-hmm. leadoff guy gets on, steals a bag, or you drop a bunt down with your number two hitter, or you do a hit and run. There's a lot, there seems to be a lot more of that in the National League well, than think, we see now. Do you think that affects the players at all? Like, hey, you know, you're leading off. Oh, oh shit. All right. I think it, it affects me. And then all of a sudden you're like, I play softball and it affects me. When, I, when I'm hitting leadoff or I'm hitting five, it's way different for me. Yeah. I think it fucks with the farm system too. Yeah. I, I, that's true because if you have if you have a traditional leadoff batter mm-hmm. right and you have somebody in fucking triple a double a that isn't a traditional leadoff batter but it can get out has a great ops um or on base percentage like you're gonna fucking tinker with shit and you're gonna put him on there so then that guy who's your typical fucking leadoff might get option back you know what i mean like yeah it, i think it just it the difference or the change that's happening in baseball is is like fucking with, like tradi- the tradition mm-hmm. of the farm system, the the blueprint. You know what I mean? Um, but I I kind of like some of the changes. Like you don't you have a fucking cleanup hitter that can like Bryant who can lead off or is gonna lead off for the Cubs. Like try it, see what you know. You never know. Like maybe he hits fucking outrageous average and breaks the lead off home run record. You know what I mean? Like who knows. But I, I, I kind of like that stuff. I do like the tradition. I do like the old stuff, you know, like. I just miss the the style of play. That's really what I'm getting at. Right. I, I miss a lot of that because you don't see it. You don't see bunts anymore. Right. I mean, you see, there's like as many bunts in a season as no hitters. It's just, yeah. and it see, just doesn't happen. And see, I'm coaching at Foothill and we teach them. Hey, we're playing small ball. We're going to, we're going to play, we're going to bunt. Move people over. We're gonna Joe, stay I don't know if you know this. We have like millions of people listening to this podcast. So all the other high schools now know your strategy. That's okay. It's huge. Just gave yourself <laughs> up, bro. Gave yourself up. Yeah, but that's a lost art. I just don't think. I think that's, a, I, that's something I learned in Little League all the way. And even into high school. When mm-hmm. I, I went to West High, but 
they they taught us, you know, bunting and stealing and basics were all over the place. But for some reason, right after you get out of that, I think it's lost. They really put everybody into that. They keyhole them into whatever they think they're going to be. And then you're, you just don't bunt anymore. That's yeah. all I did in high school was drag bunt. Plus everything, everything's all launch angle. Launch angle, launch yeah. angle, launch. So they're like, I don't want to button go up and out when or I can strike get out. an extra guy trying to hit a bomb. <laughs> Dude, the strikeouts, that I can't stand that. It's crazy how like now it's, it's a part of your your strategy. Like, okay, we'll just play for a strikeout because this guy is fucking striking out all the time. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's just <clears throat> they they basically the the mindset is is that it's more efficient to have a strikeout than a double play, which yeah. is crazy. I don't. That's that makes sense if your pitcher's up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Have him swing for the fences. Who cares? But but yeah, it's nuts. And it, it it's I think it's harder on the fans. I don't like watching strikeouts. That is not something I enjoy. I don't either. I want the ball in play. I want to see action. I want to see But I mean, if you're a fan of defense and pitching, I mean that's great for you. Yeah, like if Carrie Wood's striking out twenty and you're hanging the that K's, that's a good time. Mark Pryor when he fucking went off. <sighs> what a waste. That guy was so he good. He was so good. Fucking Dusty Baker. <laughs> God dang it, that guy. I forgot that's why I hate him just now. Astros are going to win the World Series, bro. I hope so. Dusty Baker. They're getting him. pegged left and right right now. The, <laughs> I was just saying the other day, I love that that's the punishment. They're like, we're so mad at you. Take first base for free. Yep. What? Yeah, that's right. When the games matter, nobody's going to get fucking hit. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, Unless they're the up like 10 to 1. Irrational fans are thinking like, oh, they're going to get hit all the fucking time, blah, blah, blah. No, they're not. It's going to end after like the first fucking month because either A, Roger Manfred is going to step in and be like, dude, you guys are fucking... Did you call him Roger? Or whatever the fuck his name is. Did you just blend NFL and MLB together? I did. <laughs> Rob Manfred, sorry. <laughs> um, or B, the games are going to... It's quickly going to turn important and you know it's going to be like, you can't do that. You can't put somebody on yeah, that's, first. That's what I was saying in our group messages is, you know, you, know, you want to hit him? Okay, give him a free base. And then when they win one nothing because that guy came around and scored. Yes. Oh, well, yep. look, at, look how dumb you look now. Right. And what pitcher is going to be like, you know what? I need to get out of the windup. Let me plunk this guy and get back into the stretch. That's not what you do. Yeah. You don't want to get a guy on base. Yeah. You know what? I'm really comfortable. Let me worry about somebody stealing right behind me. And of course, when you get hit, that's what they all try to do. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna hit me? I'm gonna try to steal a second now. So I don't know. It's, the media is really going ham on this too. They're just posting video after video of this guy got hit. This guy got hit. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how. Like in spring training, I'm assuming there's probably more hit batters because everybody's getting loose and warming up. Oh yeah. So I don't even know how erratic it really is. <gasps> Seven hit batters in two weeks or whatever. Is that insane? What was it last year? Three? I don't know. I don't yeah. know either. It might be played up. All right, so let's move into the pitching staff. So you got Walker Bueller. Mm-hmm. Who's your ace? Bueller. I mean, yeah. Or Kershaw. Well, I mean, they're going to. Bueller has they're, to be they're, they're gonna, I think they're going to say Kershaw's give, our ace. Right, they're going to give him that glory start. Bueller's our ace. <laughs> Do you think they'll give Bueller the opening day start? No. No? I don't think so either. No. That's what, one of the that's, what you, Dodger, that's what most Dodger fans want, though. At least, at least... It, from the fans that I interact with, they were talking last year throughout the playoffs like, oh, Kershaw's not even our number one. Uh, you know, he's like our number two, maybe even number three, because Rich Hill can pitch and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Rachel. dude, you guys are really just fucking like. That was a couple months after they were like, 
well, Kershaw's not even our number one. Yeah. I mean, Ryu's really good and undefeated, yeah. you know. Oh, we got Bueller now. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh my gosh, dude. Like, And then a year before that, it was, you guys don't even know, Kershaw's fine for now, but we're going to have Arias over here coming up <laughs> yeah. any day. Yeah. What the fuck? It's crazy, dude. I, I mean, So far, it's still Kershaw. I, if Dude, if I was a Dodger fan, that's what I would want. I would want Bueller. Well, I would. He's number one. In the playoffs for the past couple of years, I mean, obviously Kershaw has that playoff curse. He's terrible, terrible in the playoffs. And I've isn't that crazy? Can, can you I, guys think of another Hall of Fame athlete who just completely sucks in the playoffs in any sport? There's got to be a few that I can't think of, but Kershaw's is like epic. It's like one of those things where he gets to the playoffs and you know that he's gonna suck. Anybody for yeah. the Knicks? <laughs> Ewing. Wow. Starks back in the day, you mean? Yeah, I was like, because the Knicks are fucking terrible. Comparable, There's nobody in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm saying comparable, yeah, to the, I guess. But the Knicks being base, being good during the regular season and then but shit in the bed that was as a team. I don't know if any individual players sucked, maybe I can't remember. Nope, just Kershaw. there's got to be a quarterback that makes the playoffs all the time and blows. Well, Alex Smith, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's nuts though, Jim Kelly. <laughs> Fucking Kelly. No, he killed it. It wasn't his fault that they lost. What do you think? Maybe David Price starts. Show off your brand new package? I don't nah. think they'll give him day one. Yeah, I don't think so either. They, the Dodgers have too much. They they love Kershaw way too much. Yeah, and he's definitely going to get it. And I think that hurts us. I think the fans love him too much. Oh, yeah. Which is cool because he sucks in the playoffs and yeah. it's like the season ends and then they forget about it and they're like, back to Kershaw. <laughs> I've told people so many times, I don't know why they don't sit him down and be like, listen, Kersh, we love you, man, but you're not going to start every game in the playoffs. But it's you're, over. You're not going to be the, the game one starter. Right. You're going to be like our maybe two, possibly three guy because, and he needs to sit there and be like, hey, I'm cool with it. Yeah. I just want to win. That's all I want. But they keep throwing him game one and he always lose game one and then yeah, here we are. Here we are. Three years in a row. And oh, and three. Nothing. Oh, and four, because they lost to the Mets in the championship series. Got nothing. Oh, that's right. Dude, Man, the, he Mets, was a big part, the Mets. He was a big part of why they lost that yeah. series. Like, people forget. Like, okay, they bring up that 51-pitch shit against the Astros. He was garbage against the Mets in that series. Right? So, that's what? That was, what, 15? 16? Royals won in 15. Six, it had to have been like 16. I think it was 16 because the Cubs beat the Mets in 16 and then when they went to World Series. Yeah, you're right. So, it, I don't know. Speaking of the Mets, though, it wasn't, that was that was a quick drop-off because they they spiked unexpectedly mm -hmm. in 15. Yeah. And then 16 came back, still world beaters, and then just... And now they're nobody. Kind of like the Phillies. Phillies? 2011 when they won, and then what have they done since? Yeah, I guess the Mets were different for me because they were young. They had this pitching staff that you were like, oh, no, there's going to be dominant pitching staff for, you know, 10 yeah, years. And then Harvey point, just fell off. Yeah. Harvey fell off the edge. And then Wheeler's always been just okay. DeGrom's Oh, you're talking good. about the Mets. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The Mets were really young. Right, right. You know, like they look Harvey like fall off, they look man. like they were separate. Yeah, Harvey went nuts. He suffered the Chuck Knobloch thing, dude. He couldn't throw baseball. <laughs> like it was just yeah, he was everywhere. Yeah, I, he's still a free agent. Yeah, no one's gonna pick that up. I think they will. Who? 
Somebody's gonna get him. Did he have Tommy John surgery? He played last year with the Angels, and he had this few good starts, few bad yeah, starts. And then the A's pounded him for like nine runs in two innings, and then it was game over. Yeah, but that's the A's though. You know what I mean? Yeah, expect that. Double wink. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I just it's it's hard for me to think that baseball is not gonna have another dynasty. But every time you think there's somebody set up for that, it doesn't work out. Like the Dodgers are doing it the wrong way. They're just buying talent and throwing it all together and trying to get something done. And, still and they've win. had success. You know, they're getting they're getting their shots. They're getting in the ring, but they haven't pulled it off. They're so. like they're like the Trump hotels of baseball. Because there's no casino in Trump hotels. Because they they get to a certain point, they max out at like the revenue, and then they go to shit. Mm. You know what I mean? I went to the state of Trump Hotel in Vegas. I was super disappointed. Hotel was amazing. Room was phenomenal. But when I went, I looked like an idiot down in the lobby for the casino, only to find out that they did not have one. So like, this is just a hotel. Excuse me? Like the fucking Flamingo has a casino. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Circus if Circus. You guys, you know you're in Las Vegas? God. That was a bummer. Sounds like a bummer. It was. We had to walk across street to the win, which is ironic because they're competitors, so I don't know. True. But whatever. So you're looking at Bueller, Kershaw, Price, Urias, so that's how you say his name. Urias. Urias. Oh. Urias. Urias. That sounds fun. It's like Fernando Valenzuela. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then your open five spot, which is probably Rich Hill. We don't have him. No, it's not Rich Hill. It's Alex Wood. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because Plank went fucking bananas because they resigned him. <laughs> Yelling at me and shit. I don't know why. He's like, they signed him yesterday. <laughs> Jeez, Plank. <laughs> Dude, you know what's funny about Plank? My dad listened to that that podcast, and he just came down this last weekend. And that was the podcast that Plank was trying to tell me that he's going to beat me in fantasy football, which oh, is yeah. hilarious. Brought up brought up that uh, he beat your dad in badminton or something like that. Or basketball. <laughs> badminton. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, I was just picturing them playing badminton. Well, me awesome. and your dad played badminton. I bet you guys did. We did. Yeah, did you win? I don't think so. You're good. Don't piss him off. Uh, and Plank was like, I dude, I beat your dad in basketball and beat you next. First of all, I don't know how, why that even applies. <laughs> yeah. If you beat an older guy, it doesn't mean that you're going to then beat a younger guy. Just be, I don't. But anyways, my dad was pissed. He's like, we tied. He's still on air. <laughs> get me on the podcast. I'm like, dad, you can come on whenever you want, man. Your dad used to get so pissed on a golf course. Oh, my gosh. It was so fucking fun watching him. And yeah. he'd get in the zone. Oh, dude, he was. Yeah. Or if somebody was like beating him, or he was like, you know what I mean? Like, it, he it gets was, real serious yeah. when it's close. Yeah. And then I'll start watching stuff. Oh, you got a four? You didn't get a four. Yeah. You you hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you it's got a four. four. Yeah. Dude, that's spot on. <laughs> and then I love the look when I'm. He, he, Dad, what'd you get? He's like, uh, I got a uh, bogey. You got a bogey? Because you had one, two, three over there. You were on four, it four, four two putted. <laughs> and then he's like, "No, that's, I was a, no, I was hitting three, three up to the." And then he drives off, and he's a like, hold on, let me count. Yeah, all right, yeah, it's a double. That was a double on that one. Jeez, dude, love you, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's. We played a few times recently. He just still smokes us. Does he? I haven't gotten any closer. Was I still bring in my sweet ninety-eight to one hundred eight area. You know what I mean? Consistent, consistent, really. Yeah. Golfing tomorrow. Are you? No, Saturday. Go oh, Morro Bay? Had you not? You told me you were going to Morro Bay. That's why we're doing God, it dude, fucking... smart. <laughs> yeah. Carrie's worker van. I'm golfing with uh, her boss and some office people. I was like, 
All right. There you go. Let them know I'm not good. Uh, and I hope they don't mind cussing. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> that's about to happen. All right. So let's get into the. Uh, so, Joe, you don't think Dodgers win the World Series, though? I mean, I hope they do, but. Like I said, I'd, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, that they are. Because I'm, pr- gonna, I'm gonna, praying the Cubs make the playoffs. That's where I'm at. What's going to put them over the top? Yeah, what, what do you, do you think, need? What do you, yeah, what do you think is that one? Because they obviously, obviously have Mike the hitting. Trout, but after that. Right. <laughs> obviously the hitting they have. Yeah, right? yeah. Defense is, is good. Yeah. So do you think it's just pitching? Please, please say new ballpark. Please say new ballpark. They need a new ballpark. Yes. <laughs> like Joe. <laughs> I don't know. I always get it. Uh, for the past couple of years, it's the bullpen that just scares the hell out of me. You know, our starters go out there, throw a solid. Including Jansen or just prior to that? No, Jansen's solid. But it's it's like that, you know, starter throws piece. six. Yeah. And then it's that seven, eight. I'm like, oh, okay, well, here we go. Need that setup guy. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Joe Kelly will step it up. I don't know. He was terrible last year. But was he, though? He was terrible for a while. I don't he remember him little, being he, so bad. He had a good like, little stretch. Or but. as bad as, like, some Dodger fans, like, made it put him out to be but i dude I, from some of the games that i watched like he had some solid games i yeah, don't watch all of them like I said, he had a good stretch but other than that you know <laughs> I, I, I you got blake be... training yeah we'll see how that goes he was kind of wild for the A's last year the year before he was he fucking, was solid yeah, yeah he was the shit last year he then he just yeah. went a little whack well that's why they put uh ballpark is too big scared him or something <laughs> yeah um that's why they ended up putting the other guy, the Australian, for the closer as the closer for the A's. Vandersmoot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's Vandersmoot. My bad. I don't think he's Dutch. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's Dutch. Speaking of that, I do World Baseball Classics next year. I know. I can't wait for that. I mean, I say that, but I don't get that excited once it's actually here. But I kind of, I'm excited. I guess it's like fucking candy corn, you know? I'm Did like, you see that all right, <laughs> Tebow's gonna play in it for like the Philippines or something. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. yeah. He's going to play, I First think it's all, the Philippines. I yeah. think it's cool that Tebow's playing. It's just fun. It's a story. But why the Philippines? Well, he's not going to start for the U.S., that's for sure. But don't you have to be a native of the country? I have no idea. You what just th- have to have citizenship. He's a citizen in the Philippines? I'm, I'm assuming I, if he's going to play for You know what? It is Tebow, dude. I think he's got citizenship around the world. <laughs> Honorary citizenship he's in like, each country. He's like God. Yeah, it's the Philippines. Everywhere. He's everywhere. Dude, at first, I, I hope read he, that. I hope I, he does something awesome. At first, I read that. And I thought they were mocking him and they were making fun of it, saying like it was the book of Philippine, uh, Philippians or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. then I reread it. I was like, no, they spelled it correctly. Spelled no. It. no, he's actually playing for the Philippines. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be hilarious to watch. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have all Filipino lineup. <laughs> and then, then Tebow comes They're up about and like he's five, like, seven. <laughs> They're all like 5'7 and shit. Like, yeah. Fucking. Just all these crazy names and then. He's going to be in the dugout preaching to them, and they're going to be looking at him like, I'm not speaking this English. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) (laughs) What is he talking about? What are you telling me, Debo? I don't don't know. I don't get it. Why is he bleeding from his forehead? I don't understand it. (laughs) It's just what he does. (laughs) That's crazy. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Oh, breaking news. What? Yes, I love when it breaks on air. Henry Ruggs just ran a four two eight forty. Dang. What was the record? Four two two so uh, far. Henry Ruggs. That's crazy. Don't know who that is. Wide receiver from Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. You need to follow more college football. I don't like football. college football, and I'm not interested in the combine. Although I did hear a lot about Joe Burrow's nine inch hands. 
So is that concerning that he has baby hands? Well, I was actually looking. What is up. a nine inch hand? Pinky to thumb? I I measured mine today at work. Yeah. From pinky to thumb, right here. Oh, I got mine's probably like mine six was, and a half, dude. I don't even mine know if this was, is regulation you have, you have size. Hands. Who do you think has? I got this up on the website here. Who do you think football has had the biggest hands? Troy Aikman. No. Out of any position? No, just just quarterback. Sorry. Ooh, you said Troy Aikman. That's pretty good. He has a fucking. Huge I'm gonna oh, say Kurt Warner. I'm gonna say Ben Roethlisberger. No. Kurt Warner. No. This According is good. To this website. This is good Brett, ass radio. Brett Favre. What? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, what are they? Ten point three eight inches. That's crazy. <coughs> Breeze is right Coffee behind your him. Freaking sleeve, Brett Richard. Favre. Brett Favre. Ten point three eight inches. Drew Breeze is right behind him with ten point two five. Drew Breeze has big hands. Yeah. I thought he had little hands. Hand span. So yeah, look at. So it's from thumb. To pinky. Yeah. Dude, you're not going to get sick. You think he's got the coronavirus? Yeah. Tony's freaking out. I, Dude, I don't I'm freaking out, man. Sick. Look at me. I I'm a handsome devil. Sick. I got nothing wrong with me. Just a little flemmage. Possibly? You should really open that door and get it circulating. <laughs> <laughs> Bring in the new air. All right. Let's get into the uh, fantasy catcher position. We started last week with the fantasy pitchers. Uh, I want to knock out fantasy catchers today, so we'll go through and the uh, and rank the catchers based on expected fantasy production for the 2020 season. So, I'm out. I'm gonna read you a few tone. You oh, tell me what you yeah, think. I don't... So, ESPN's got Real Muto as expected number one for the Phillies, which I think is. He's definitely going to be a top five barring injuries. Offensively, he's just far and away better than all the other catchers in the league. What about Gary Sanchez? Yeah, Gary Sanchez is up there. He's just, he's had injury concerns. And then his defense behind the plate's been lackluster. So they've been talking about him possibly not catching as many games and actually playing on the field. Um, depending on how many games he plays, he might lose his catcher tag. Mm. That's an issue, and then obviously just general health has been a problem. But other than that, he's in a great spot. He's playing Yankee Stadium. He's in a powerful lineup. He should be good. Yeah. So that's but that's the only downside. And then you got Yasmani Grandal going to the White Sox. Mm-hmm. He's projected to be the number two, um, which is still two hundred points behind Real Muto, which is significant. Jeez. But he's on a good spot, dude. I mean, the White Sox look pose, poised for a good season this year. I think they're going to have a good season. They should. I miss, so I'm a fan of like the redheaded stepchild of yeah. cities. You know what I mean? Well, A's. The A's. Yeah. You know, in the Bay Area. But you hate the Angels. I Well, they're not really. Well, I guess. They're literally the redheaded stepchild. But I don't consider them LA. Really? I, yeah. I, I always considered them down like Orange County, even though, you know, like, I don't know. I, I it's funny. I see, you see it in the media. When something bad happens, it's they separate themselves. It's like, oh, something happened in Irvine. Something happened in, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. this. But if something great happens, oh, in the greater Los Angeles area, <laughs> like, shut up. That's that's not you. That's Fullerton. Okay? Right. Like, it's not L.A. So that that's how I look at it. I, I separate them. But so, like, Chicago, I like the White Sox. I mean, I want, I want them to be good. New York, you're Mets. New York, I, I follow the Mets. Florida, like, you're the Rays. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, hate the, I, I hate the Marlins. I don't even know who's... <laughs> the Rays I like... <laughs> who's the little brother in that fucking state? <laughs> the Rays I like because they're 
they're like the A's. I mean, they're a small yeah, market. You know, like, they battle. Philosophy. They, you know, small ball. Fucking the, the Marlins have tons of money in a mega city, and it's still looked at like they're the Rays. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> True. They're like the Knicks of baseball. <laughs> um, Did you see they got rid of the Dolphin? Yeah, they're taking it out. Yeah. The big old thing cool. on the back? Yeah. The, the home run fucking. Wow. Um, what I was going to say is, uh, what about Yadier? Is he poised to have a, a good year? No. No? Mm-mm. Not offensively. No. I mean, he's not projected to. I don't expect him to do. What did do he hit last year? Crazy. On average. I got it right here. Do you? Yeah, I think it was. It's 270. Yeah, 270. 45 runs, 10 homers, 57 RBI. Wasn't he hurt, though? Yes. A little bit. So that might. He's putting up traditional catcher numbers. I mean, not traditional for Yachty. He's usually actually a lot better. But I mean, two seventy for a catcher, you'll take that all day, every day, compared to what else you got. Yeah. Garver for the Twins is going to be somebody to watch this year because he had a nice breakout year last year. It looks really good offensively. He's got a ton of power. The A's I know are calling up. Um, damn, what's their starter name? I forgot his name. But they they're not going to. Fegley's not going to start anymore. Fegley's in the Cubs. Yeah. Yeah. They have, I forgot his name, but it's his, they brought him up a few times last year. Um, fuck, what's his name? Anyway, he's a pretty decent hitter. So I think, I think the time that he had last year and be going in as, as a starter, I think he'll, I think he'll have a decent year. I'm not, I don't know about fantasy wise in terms of like leading the league in any particular category. Scoring category, but I I think he'll be a, a decent waiver wire pickup. They're projecting Vasquez for the Red Sox to do pretty well, and he's not a guy I'm big on. Mm-hmm. I don't they he doesn't play as many games as you would hope for, and he also doesn't have he doesn't put up a lot of statistics. Well they picked up uh, Luke Roy too. <coughs> yeah, that would take him down even a lot more. Mm-hmm. I mean not that Luke Roy is gonna be a guarantee to start the job, but take the job from him, but I mean Lucroy's got a history of being successful, so yeah. it's got to at least give us a competition. Um, Wilson Contreras of the Cubs always seems to be yeah in the middle of uh, those catching statistics, so he should be somebody that's pretty good. But I guess at the end of the day, if you're looking for your catcher spot, I'd honestly probably go after Real Muto and Gary Sanchez, uh, maybe Grandal, and then after that, I'd probably wait. Oh yeah, I'd wait. Well, how early would you take those guys? I would take them semi early. Depends on your league setup. But if you can get a premier catcher, because the drop-offs are significant. It you know, is. like I said, Romuto's got over 1,000 projected points, which is low. ESPN always projects really low on off-base points. Mm-hmm. So in traditional leagues, he's probably going to be getting more around 1,400. And then you're going to be looking at, you know, the next few catchers that are going to be somewhere around seven or eight. Yeah. So that's a significant drop-off. If you can get a catcher like that, you can put him in every day and ride him through the through the season. Then you're good. And then you only need someone to back him up on days off and stuff, which is nice. But if not, I mean, I don't. I'm not going to take a Wilson Ramos or a a Garver or Yachty, you know, in the top eight rounds, nine rounds because it's not going to pay off. I'd much yeah. rather get another player you can utilize and grab a catcher later, especially with those other teams because your catchers come in and out, and a lot of teams are splitting. Like the NFL does with running backs. Yeah, the teams are doing that with catchers now. They're flipping them in and out. You know, even the Cubs are done. We have Wilson Contreras, who's phenomenal. Great defensive catcher. Oh, yeah. Good good hitter. And even the Cubs, they flip them out every few days. You know, just giving another giving other guys time. So yeah, I think I drafted my catcher either the second to last or the last round. 
because Plank, because Plank was in a different division. Yeah. So he was preaching this catcher that was going to get brought up from the Orioles. Preaching it. <laughs> preaching it. He's like, man, dude, you got to do it. Is like, he an O's fan? No. Oh. He's a Brave fan. He's a Brave fan. But I was like, Plank's I, a big baseball fan, though. Yeah. So he's he's one of those guys where he's he's knows about the Braves, but he's also paying attention to um, who's getting called up, yeah. you know, who's expected, yeah. young, young guys. He's one of those people. Well, the guy that ended up, he never got called up. I didn't say he was good at it. Fuck no. you, Plank. Yeah. <laughs> Drafting him, and I was like, well, great. Don't have a catcher because uh, he's not getting called up. Yeah. Uh, oh, yikes. Don't, don't take advice from Plank. Yeah, I'm not going to anymore. How many yeah. times has he won? Actually, Plank's won a few times in baseball. baseball? Yeah. Never won in football still. I reminded him of that this morning. <laughs> it's good to every once in a while just put somebody back in their place and make yeah. sure they're aware of where they're at. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Plank, you've never won a fantasy football championship. You're also going to get schooled by me in football. So... Those two things you got to remember, and you got to drill it in, drill it in, make sure they know. It's important. Cool. Any sleeper catchers that you guys can think of, or Tony? I, I know you, I know you like the A's guy. What do you think? How do you think he's going to do though? Like I said, I think with with more time and 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 if you know, granted, if well, I don't know. Maybe he, I I think he's run out of options because they optioned him quite a bit. Um, but I think with with going in as day one starter and getting that opportunity to to just be the starter and not worry about, you know, whether or not he's going to be sent back down. Um, I think it's, I think it's going to help him out. I, is it Murphy? Yes. I think it is Murphy. Sean Murphy. Yeah. Um, <coughs> but he had some, he had some decent at bats last year. Um, good hitter. Contact hitter. Got a little bit of power. I'm interested to see what happened with Danny Jansen in Toronto. He had a lot of hype last year coming out, and he played okay. But at the end of the season, he started to play a little bit better because he really underwhelmed to start the season off. The Jays are an interesting team overall, just because Vladdy and mm-hmm. um, oh, what's his, what's the Bichette, Tatis, Bichette, oh, yeah. Tatis with the, oh, yeah, the shortstop, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Bo Bichette. He looked really good too for for a while while he played. So they got a lot of young talent they that do. they have no pitching. Actually, they picked up a was it Ryu? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's so they get. have no pitching, but yeah. they have a lot of young talent <laughs> yeah. that might turn into something. You know, yeah. I don't know, dude. If you're a Jays fan, I don't know. That's gotta be demoralizing every year. Well, I mean, they're just in a tough division too. Yeah, and there's just not a there's not a winning franchise there. It's well, since, since Joe 90s, Carter. So yeah, dude. That's not since the nineties. That's crazy. I miss. I actually miss the Blue Jays being good, and and I really miss the Expos. Yeah. I would love to see the Expos come back. I, I want the logo. I want everything the same, though. Don't bring the Expos back and put some new bullshit colors in there or something. <laughs> or a new logo. Excuse me. No, but uh, what I was going to say is I think, what was it, last year when they came out with the news? Um, the MLB granted the owner for the Marlins. No, Devil Rays. Yeah, it was a race. We are talking about going back and forth. Yeah, like, playing, playing half, half the season as the Expos and half the season as the Rays. Yeah. Like, that's got to be fucking... <laughs> I don't know how that would work out, but that'd Yeah, be logistically, cool. how do you pull that off? Yeah. yeah. That's pretty crazy. All right. So, Joe, I have a question for you I wanted to I wanted to pose to you. I was thinking about the other day because Greg Robinson got pulled over with mm-hmm. cartoon-like amounts of marijuana and um, realizing that nobody cares about Greg Robinson because he's basically a nobody football player. I was thinking about it. You're in law enforcement, so mm-hmm. if you're on patrol... And you happen to pull over a famous athlete 
carrying cartoon-like <laughs> amounts of marijuana, who, which athlete would be the hardest for you to not let go? Like, would not be starstruck and be like, dude, just fucking go. I never saw you. If you, because you have to do it. So, who would be the hardest? I've been thinking about this all day since you asked me that you, that you since you said you were going to ask me about it, and uh, I honestly couldn't think of anybody. And then I thought, um, I, I'd like a, not one. No more, no more Garcia Parra. He, oh, I would be shit. like, I'd be like, man, because I got to meet him when I was in middle school. When I went to a game. So you guys are homies. No, <laughs> but but I got to meet him, and I just liked the way he played, and he yeah. always went out I there. I always was a I, he big always went fan out there, and yep. even when kicked when ass. he was with the Dodgers. Yeah. yeah, went out there and kicked ass, and he does great too on the Dodgers Sportnet, uh, whatever. <laughs> but I'd be like, oh god, man, like you know, why are you doing this to me, no more? Yeah. But that's that's who I came up with. Yeah, that's a good so job, if, dude. So if they, did you ask if they were, if they were drunk or just in general? I guess anything. Oh, my okay. my my actual question was if you pulled him over and he had, you know, duffel bags of marijuana. Oh, okay. Yeah. When you're when you're basically forced, like you're like I, can't, <laughs> I can't not do this. Yeah. You know, because I mean those are hard because if he's got like a small you know package on him or whatever and you let him go or whatever because if you arrest him it's not going to be a big deal, but. If you arrest, you know, LeBron James and he's carrying duffel bags of marijuana, you just made your career. Yeah. Yeah. So you got that double whammy. If you hated LeBron James, you'd be like, ha ha, got you. Got you and bitch. I got promoted and you know, whatever. <laughs> but I want to know what athlete, if you're, if you're an officer and you pull over and you're like, no, no, I need yeah. you to win tonight. You're on my fantasy team. <laughs> you know, or any who knows? Sport? Yeah. Any athlete? Any sport, yeah. Any sport, retired or active, not dead. Tiger. Oh shit! If I was the cop, like, really, Tiger? God, dude! If I was the cop that pulled him over when he was on this, all fucked up on his pills and oh, shit yeah. like that, I would have been like, "Son of a bitch, dude!" I would have been like down here dialing, "Hey, dude, come pick this motherfucker! <laughs> yeah. Come get this guy!" It's what was Tiger that chapter thing? Ride share or something? Would you say it was? Dial a ride. Dial a ride. <laughs> yeah, dude, Tiger Woods, man. Like I, Tiger, sign right here. He's like, oh, "This is a ticket." Like, no, I need your autograph. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> I think Tiger would be be it for me. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, mine would be Mark Grace. That was my hero growing up. If I pulled over Mark Grace, he could be banging a hooker and carrying <laughs> cocaine with fucking meth on his face, and I'd be like, "You're awesome, dude. <laughs> be like, Drive safe." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all back here, he's all like, eh. <laughs> "Yeah, this is exactly why I thought I'd meet you." <laughs> <laughs> Why your balls deep in somebody? <laughs> that's. Funny. I'm like, you're so lucky. You're banging Mark Grace. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah, that was, that was a fun. Do, are you for uh, sheriff's department yeah. or, or BPD? Oh, cool. Yeah. All right, so let's bust through some sports topics. Um, the Bears verbally committed to Mitchell Trubisky. Were you guys surprised by that? Yeah, a little bit. What are your thoughts on it? I don't take take it for take it for with a grain of salt. I think <laughs> I honestly an expression out really hard that way. I honestly think coaches and GMs are always fucking. You know, do that shit and... So you think they're bullshitting? I don't necessarily think that's complete bullshit or it's complete true. You know what I mean? Like, it's sports. You know, well, do you I, want I to think, hang on to him? Well, he's still on a rookie deal, right? Yep. So... Use your Bears Bears fan hat and also GM hat. Those might differ, but... Bears fan hat? Uh, I I wouldn't mind moving on from him. Really? Yeah. I he's He's shown that he was pretty decent in his first year and then yeah. the second year he had that huge drop off but um, a lot of quarterbacks do that second yeah, year. yeah they do they do but 
like I don't know, like if some a better QB came along that's proven to win that can take because the, they're really a QB away. Who the hell is that going to be? Who knows? I don't know. I'm just saying if somebody hypothetically, yeah, hypothetically, it could be Brady. Who knows? I think Brady could carry that team to fucking Super Bowl, especially yeah. with that defense. I, Brady could definitely do wonders there. I just don't think he's ever going to go there. You didn't ask that question. Well, you just threw one out. I'm just saying. You, I, you, didn't you say hypothetically? Well, I'm not saying, like, oh, well, yeah, Peyton Manning shows up, and all of a sudden he's going to limp arm them all the way to the playoffs. Daryl, get your boy. <laughs> what do you think, Joe? I think they're just doing it because they traded up to get him, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. I think that's the only reason. They, they don't want to let him go. Mahomes and Watson were so. Yeah. They, they know they messed up, so they're they're hoping. They're just hoping that this guy figures it out. I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking you ride that out next year, and then you know if if he ends up being another bum, if he ends up having a bad year, then you just fucking suck to get Trevor Lawrence. You know why not go that route? Yeah, I just don't think there's much options. What do you think? What do you think about them possibly trading Khalil Mack? Is that a that? thing? Or did you hear about that? No. They were reportedly taking offers from teams. Um, I forgot what. Schrager, Peter Schrager, I think, reported it. That's not even a real reporter. He's a journalist. Peter Schrager. Anyway, <laughs> back to what I was fucking saying. Coronavirus over there. Um, they were saying that they they weren't um, they weren't satisfied with Max production. Um, and like for an the money the they're paying, one year, and then the next year he drops off, and they're like, "We're done." Well, fuck. I mean, it's a business, right? Yeah, it's right. A, you're trying to win. You're paying somebody that much fucking money. Fuck, I you'd guess. expect you'd expect your fucking, you know, the production to be a little bit better. I guess so. I don't know, man. That's it's a, it's an impatient business. I understand that. Yeah. Was there more? That's it. Oh, <laughs> did they say who they might trade him to? No, I, I was just taking offers, pointing that out. All right, so uh, Mike Mayock gave the dreaded vote of confidence to Derek Carr. What do you think on that? I'm okay with it. Me too. I think I, I, I mean, think it's legitimate. I think he actually is going to keep him. I don't understand what they're. I get that they're they're saying that they're they want to upgrade any position. I, I get it, but I don't know what's. I don't. I don't see what they see wrong with Carr. I mean, I get he hasn't been the same since he got injured. I feel like he's a little scared sometimes, but I mean, the guy had a great year last this last year. So I don't know what what they're. Trying to up how much they're going to be able to upgrade from the guy. Yeah, there's a lot of single old men that left their wives because they weren't happy and they wanted to go find somebody better. And then now they're single old men. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of what I worry about with the NFL is yeah. that you're like, this quarterback's not getting us to the championship. And then you let him go and then you end up with worse. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, dude, I, I'm on Twitter and I follow yes, you tons are. of Raiders fans. <laughs> and a part of me is like, Wanting to sit there and defend, <clears throat> excuse me, defend Eric Carr, you know, and just, dude, you guys are dumb. Like, you guys don't even understand football and go down that fucking rabbit hole, you know what I mean? And, it, and once you hit that hole, dude, it's, oh yeah, especially on like Twitter. But oh, yeah. The other side of me is like, I'm just, just don't do it. Don't waste your time. Derek Carr was top 10 in fucking QBR. He had like 40. 100 or 4,200 yards, 21 touchdowns, 19, nine interceptions. Like, he was middle of the pack with a fucking tight end, a great tight end that ended up working out for them. 
to, uh, over a thousand yards in receiving. Josh Jacobs, who's going to be, I think it's going to be fucking great. Um, yeah, I agree. And who who at wide receiver? Hunter Renfro, great. Fucking slot receiver. Who do you have that can stretch the field? That's going to be consistent because Williams wasn't. He was hurt for like four or five fucking games, yeah. like he is every year. Yep. And every receiver that they had, they and and Gruden said it at the beginning or the start of the season, a lot of the offense was planned around Antonio Brown, and assuming they were going to have him there. Yeah. Right. So, what do you think? You know what? That you brought that up. I thought about this the other day, but if if you go back in time, which you can't do, if you go back in time, Weird. and Antonio Brown doesn't lose his completely lose his mind at that point, which this offseason, he, I don't think I've ever seen someone lose their now mind. Now he's on his fucking in an apology off tour. Yeah, dude. Now he's fucking. Now he's Eminem. But anyways. <laughs> If he doesn't lose his mind and he actually plays for the Raiders and you get Antonio Brown from the Steelers on the Raiders last season, what the, what does your season look like? Cuz you ha- the thing about those those you know you know what they say you go back in time you change one thing it changes everything. Yeah. It that can happen in football. You go back and you yeah. put Antonio Brown in and he's phenomenal. The Raiders could be a completely different team. Mm-hmm. Could have been, could have been. I think the only caveat to that is their defense was complete trash. But your defense gets a little better when your offense is significantly better. Like the Rams defense, their their offense was phenomenal. Their defense looked Hall of Fame worthy. And then last season, their offense takes huge steps back and their defense looks good. Yeah. I agree and disagree. I, the, the problem with the Raiders, dude, is, at least in my opinion, is they'll get to... I don't know, 17, 25, 27 points. And then like everything fucking changes. And it's like the defense just stops. Like people say the fucking play calling, Gruden's play calling, you know, turns conservative. It just, you know, play clock. They try to fucking run the clock. But then like the defense just, I don't know. Like just, they just take a step back. They fucking take plays off. I understand a lot of them are rookies, but like you would think the coaches, would do a little bit better to a little bit better of a job to coach these kids. And, and like, I don't know, man, it was just weird to see two complete. And I mean, there was games where it was just trash from mm-hmm. the beginning, but there was games where fuck the Raiders look good, especially on that sixth game, six game road trip. The Raiders looked really good the first half of the game. And then luckily they held on against the bears. They held on against the Colts. Um, they look like complete garbage against the Vikings and the Packers. Well, Packers second half shit. Um, it was just weird to see how like fucking 180 it, it, it turned. And that's, like, and that's what I've been telling a lot of people is the Raiders, <laughs> they're a first half football team for the past two years. They'll go out and you're like, man, hell yeah. And then it's like, we look like a team. I don't know. What, I don't know if <laughs> what they're doing at halftime or what they're not doing. And then you come out and, they're flat-footed and then just getting worked. I think a lot of it has to do also with Gruden's pride. Like his system is fucking great. Like yeah. his play calling. They everybody says his play his plays are like super just long, like super fucking long, and, and you know terminology is crazy, and it's hard to learn his offense and shit like that. And he doesn't want to simplify it and add different plays. Like he's still kind of so he's stubborn. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's a lot of his pride gets in the way, and you know, 
I hope that he like turns over play calling. Maybe still have influence on the first 15 plays of the game or something, but let somebody else go with the flow of the game. You know what I mean? Not necessarily like we're still going to run this fucking game, this play check down on third and fucking 10. We're going to check down to seven, complete that fucking pass Derek Carr. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people fucking blame that on Derek Carr, but it's like, that's Gruden's offense. Remember the, the only QB that ever went against the grain with that was, um, Rich Gannon. And they would often fucking argue about it because he would try to create plays. Right. And, and if it wasn't successful, Gruden would be like, I fucking told you to throw it here and, and throw it to this player, you know? And every, Gruden's other quarterbacks, they listen to him. Gruden, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Rich Gannon wasn't like that. He would, he would try to create plays. Fuck. I missed watching him play. Like it was, it was, it was, it was fun. But back to your point, I don't think Antonio Brown would have, I think they would have been better. I don't think that defense would have been, would have gotten better, you know, to win enough games to even make the, well, maybe make the playoffs or compete for a division. I don't know. It's it's hard to say, dude. Like, I, I just, I don't think it's. Maybe we would have won two more games. I Yeah, I maybe. see that. I see that. What was your record? <clears throat> seven and nine. Mm-hmm. So you flip it around nine and seven? Yeah. <clears throat> it's probably not, not overly significant. Yeah. It's just crazy to think about because you never, you know, like if you if you flip that around nine to seven and they squeak in the playoffs, and those two wins came, you know, who do they come against? Because that that adjusts another team's record or another, yeah. you know what I mean? And then you get into the playoffs well, and you're they playing. Just lost, they lost by one to the Broncos the last season, the last game of the season. <sighs> so like, what if what if they get into sneak into the playoffs and they're playing the Texans in the first round? They they might win that game. Got a chance, you yeah. know, and then. Antonio Brown comes up with a big play. You know, you just things yeah. things change. Who knows? The fucking Titans have turned into yeah. a good team for a few weeks. It's crazy. So uh, Adam Gase didn't want Le'Veon Bell, and then got Le'Veon Bell, and then struggled trying to find a way to use him all year. And now the Jets are saying they're going to stick with Le'Veon Bell. What do you think? I think that's the smartest thing they could fucking do. Yeah. Why don't they not stick with Adam Gase? I'd rather get rid of Gase. Exactly. Yeah, get rid of that fucking crazy drug eyes. Fucking, what coach doesn't want the one of the most elite players in the game? It's crazy to me. I totally understand every coach has a system, but how could you not want? Like, I would take if you gave me any player in any sport that was a, that was a Hall of Fame style player or an elite player at that level, I'd find a way to make that work in my system. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna go. No, I was looking for a bunters. I don't want a home run hitter. <laughs> you know, it's that's nuts to me. I'm glad I, they're sticking with them, but. I think the Jets be pretty decent next year. Honestly, they started showing some signs. Um, some games. I just don't think. I don't think they can get around Adam Gase. I think they have a, the team to do it and the coaching to prevent it from it. As long as Darnold doesn't get mono again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so random. Stop making out with your players. Gosh. Didn't the girl who gave him mono come out and speak? Oh, I don't know. Did I think she, she really? I think she did. Either that or it was like a meme that I watched. I don't know because I can never identify fake news and real news anymore. (laughs) It all blends together. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. I I really miss the good Le'Veon Bell, so I hope he comes back because that's fun to have those players. And we obviously lost Antonio Brown. Yeah. He's never coming back. That's insane, dude. Yeah. That's sad. It it went from like a, oh, he, he wants to wear his original helmet. Everybody's like, what a prima donna. Yeah. And then it, you know, quickly becomes, oh shit, he lost his mind. <laughs> I 
I didn't realize what just happened, but very quickly, he's insane. I think it was, was it Marcellus Wiley? Which I don't, I don't often, or no, not Marcellus Wiley. I like Wiley. Whitlock, Jason Whitlock. Mm. I don't often agree with a lot of the stuff he says, but <clears throat> he put it plain and simple. When it, when the, all this shit started happening with AB, he's like, he doesn't want to play football. Yeah. He doesn't want to go through, the, you know, he thinks he's above everybody. And since that hit with Perfect, everything's changed. Like his attitude just started fucking acting out, you know, in the locker rooms, obviously with the yep. videos and shit and, and getting in arguments with fucking Roethlisberger and the coaches and shit like that. Like things changed from that point on. And he doesn't, like he was saying, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to like conform to the team thing. He doesn't want to conform to, you know, getting, you know, told to do something their way, not his way, you know, mm-hmm. and which makes sense to me, you know, seeing how he's been acting. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, you know, he can, he could easily just shut his mouth. He would have been playing football this year, whether it had been with the Raiders or the Patriots, right? Like it, it just, he just lost his fucking mind. And I think this is going to, I seriously think this is going to end in tragedy. <coughs> I like think, death? Yep. Either so. his or some. He's gonna take somebody else's. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Sadly, I think. I, I think he's. I, I mean, I, I don't want to speculate that somebody has CTE, but I'm very confident that there's something wrong with with that, and that's a likely culprit. If you're looking at what have you know, some kind of brain damage. Yeah. You know, CTE is a likely, like I said, likely likely culprit to make sure that that happens, and the way it seems like he's just been escalating his obscenity. Mm-hmm. You know and. It's yeah, scary, it's but it, you could have, I mean, now he's out, now he's rapping. He's just trying to like, just do, I, he wants to be seen, heard. I don't know, but yeah, I don't think this is going to end well. I hope we don't see another Aaron Hernandez t- type thing out of AB. But I mean, honestly, if you think about it, if it's going, if like it goes that. there and something happens like that, where he <laughs> ends up killing himself or killing somebody else. This is going to be like a made-for-TV movie with all the things oh, that you can lay out that's, that have happened over the past two years. Absolutely. It's crazy. All right, so we touched on uh, Joe Burrow's baby hands, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys think it's going to have a, any issues with him in the NFL? No. I don't think so. Well, what combine things do you guys think are important? Because you guys watch. Well, I'm not watching. I'm just I watch. Well, I mean, you, I mean, you, you're in, involved in it. So, what do you, what do, you, what things are you looking for? Are you just keeping when track you, of it, or when I look at it, like for for QBs, I obviously look for, you the know, one lick. I, I guess if you want to, I mean, <laughs> Dwayne Haskins had he had a higher wonder lick than um, uh, Aaron Rodgers and somebody else, and he's look at him. Couldn't, re- yeah, couldn't, couldn't memorize Washington Redskins fucking playbook. <laughs> um, no, but, you know, like today, the QBs, tight ends, and um, uh, wide receivers, I watch just to see how they run routes. Like, you know, how, if they catch with their body or if they catch with their hands, if they're good with their hands, like, fuck, okay. You know, so you want to see the live action. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I, I, and, I, and I translate that to... A game, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you see, for me, if I see a receiver that's really good with catching with their hands, just their hands, you know, certain, you know, obviously if, if it's a jump ball, you want them to catch, you know, with their hands. But if they're running routes and they can full speed fucking just grab it with their hands out of, you know, where it's coming from, you know, it, to me, like, that makes a good receiver. Good hands, obviously, right? Um, 
you see like DHB, Darius Hayward Bay, when he got drafted by the Raiders, he was fast, but he couldn't fucking catch. Yeah. Everything was to his body. Every time a ball would come to him, he would try to catch it with his body and bounce off. Or he, you know what I mean? Like you get that one, you know, maybe 10% of the passes to him, he'd catch with his hands, but it'd be kind of still like rocky, you know, um, or shaky. But, you know, with with uh, QBs, if they have touch, I watched Jake from absolute fucking garbage. Dude could not throw the deep ball. Everything was underthrown. Timing routes were horrible. And this is with nobody on him. This is with no pressure. This is no pads, nothing. This guy could not fucking throw a pass on target. It was nuts. So, like, you know, and then, like, I, I like going through and doing mock drafts. You know what I mean? And, and I'll go on, on websites and, you know, after the combine or before the combine, and I'll start doing stuff like that. And, I, you know, it's just it's just fun. It's fun watching that stuff. Um, and then, obviously, hoping for the draft, fucking seeing if – the Raiders, whatever they do, hopefully. I hope, what do you hope they do? I'm hoping they get a receiver. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you have any anybody in mind? Um, no, not really. I just know every, all the news, ESPN, everything, saying they're going to go with trying to get Henry Ruggs. Yeah, because he's fast. Yeah. Well, um, would you rather them go pick up AJ Green and then draft defense? I would. I'd take that. I would take that because then you go. I would go double defense, and then you don't have a second round pick, and in third round you can go with an, another running back or another wide receiver. There, dude, the wide receivers are so deep this year. It's fucking. That's what I'm hearing. It's crazy. Um, the one, the one receiver that I'm hoping the Raiders do go after is um, that Rigor guy from TCU. I don't know if you've ever seen him. Mm-mm. Fast as hell, hands, you know, and he's big. Like he's, I think he's like 6'3". So he's like a Calvin Johnson. Yeah. And I think today he ran a 4'5". Or a 4'4'5". Sorry. Nice. For being pretty big. Yeah. So. I just, when I when I listen on the radio, I mean, that's how I keep track of all the combine stuff. And it's just all the conversations about it. But it seems like every every stat they mention is not parlayable you know they'll be like oh this guy was super fast and then well that's cool but <laughs> yeah it's not a track meet and they're like oh his wonderlick score was blah and i'm thinking like what and then they'll always partly they'll always move that into okay so his wonderlick score was a uh, you know 28 and you're like oh great well who, who else then they're like well well uh fucking you know some joe schmo had a at a 72. I'm like, yeah. I don't even know who that guy is. Like, yeah, he didn't make it. Well, what the hell's the point of this test then? Yeah. Well, what what's a wonderlick? It's a it's a it's basically like an SAT test for these quarterbacks. They give them these questions, and I can't remember what they are. They, I've heard them on Dan Patrick. They've actually done some of them and they're kind of weird questions, but you get graded on your answers and it it's it's basically to tell you how smart you are. Hmm. How much and it's not like a common sense test it's more of a, or like i mean it's not like a book smart test it's more of like a common sense um how aware you are of your surroundings you know how you think outside you the can box. actually take one yeah i've seen them that's what i'm saying dan patrick did it live yeah and it'll give you your scores but you know they 
they'll talk they're like oh no this guy got those one of the lowest wonderlick scores you've seen and i'm thinking like what does that mean you're on there like well not much because peyton manning scored also really low and i'm like well then what the fuck are we doing this yeah. for <laughs> i don't know why that works and they're like oh this guy can jump higher than anybody else in the combine and like where do you go in the draft uh fourth round <laughs> well i'm glad he showed up <clears throat> they were talking about um they had asked michael Irvin and steve smith um uh, with speed in terms of, or when they're talking about speed for receivers, how important that is in um, route running and shit like that. And Michael, Michael Irving goes, well, he said something like, well, you know, there's nobody in Canton with the gold jacket that's ever run a sub four, three or has ever run a four, three forty. So speed isn't really, you know, that, you know, um, important because you got to learn how to control, you know, your body and blah, 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 which makes sense. Right. So I look on Twitter and every, they're fucking blasting him, dude. Uh, Megatron had a four, like four, three, two or something like that. Tim Brown had a four, three, nine. And there was like a long ass list of it. And they tagged my, they were tagging <laughs> him, dude. Like talking like, do you even follow football? If you know what I mean? Obviously he's people who have time to fucking look this shit up, but I mean, yeah. and it wasn't like a super long list, but I mean, there's Hall of Famers that, you know, ran that shit. Um, but yeah, I was, and then Steve Smith, dude, he's just so awkward. I, I like Steve. When I think he's, he's so like straightforward he, and he it's is. uncomfortable, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude, it was, it was, it was definitely uncomfortable. Some, uh, some questions <laughs> when he was trying to answer, dude, like, I always get the sense of him trying just to like say something just to, just to be heard. Like, I don't know, like, I yeah, sometimes I feel like he's just like, oh, well, hold on, let me say something, because I was my receiver, and, you know. Like, yeah. But, I I don't know. I, I like the combine. It's it's fun to watch. Yeah. So, Joe, are you looking forward to the uh, possible 17-game season? <clears throat> I mean, I haven't really looked into the whole deal that, that everyone's going crazy about. So, they'll just be adding a game. And from what I've read, if they add that game, the players get 48% of the income that comes from that week of that extra game. They've, they've been working that out, yeah. yeah. And but it, they also take away a preseason game. So instead of four weeks, it's only three weeks. I, mean, I don't see what the problem is with that. I know, as a fan, I think, I, I think it's I'd awesome. I'd rather have that. I don't even right. watch preseason. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a win. You didn't see me. <laughs> the fuck? Tell them, I'm gonna tell them to open the door. I'm fucking hot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what what their what the big deal is. I don't know if there's some underlying issues that that the players are looking at that we can't read or see through the media that's making them go well, berserk. With them not with them not eliminating a preseason game and adding the regular season game, and then the players just wanted to be compensated because in past negotiations, the players were still getting the same amount of money. So they're like, yeah. wait, I'm playing another game for free, basically. Yeah. So now that they're working on that compensation. The players are a lot more on board, so it seems like it's likely to happen. And then, um, the what the NFL was giving the players was another uh, playoff team in each league. So the players were—that's what they were getting. They're like, hey, you play another game for us. We're gonna let you guys get in there and get a chance to get in the playoffs and get a chance to get the ring that you're all trying to seek. Which is interesting because I wonder if there are different feelings when you're on the Patriots or when you're on. The Jaguars, you know, where you're yeah. like, God, we really need that extra seed. <laughs> and the Patriots are like, quit letting all these fools in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was obviously watching it on TV, but listening to the radio also. Um, they were talking about that agreement. Like a lot of the players, Russell Wilson, 
Marquise Pouncey, Rogers, Rogers, yeah. um, Darius Slay. Uh, they're all against it <coughs> because you know they get that extra week that they have to play, um, and it it only translates to like three million extra per team, three point one million or extra per team. Um, but they're pissed off because they want more time off, right? But what one of the I think it was Rich Eisen he was saying what a lot of people don't understand is yeah it might be only be three million per team but what it's doing is for those core people core players that have a four to six maybe seven year career those people and rookies going in the league minimum would be one million dollars so you got rookies going into the league now that are making guaranteed salary of eight hundred thousand you know, guaranteed money or 50, 60,000 guaranteed money. And their contract is based on incentives. Well, if this were to pass, they would get that guaranteed of 1 million, no matter what. Yeah. So they're saying that, yeah, all these higher star players are unhappy with it. They're, they don't want it, but they're saying it'll, it should still get passed because a lot of those players, the younger players, the average players are looking at it as like, Dude, you're making you've made over 60 million in your career. I'm trying to fight for 3 4 million in my career. That's that's a good point. You I know mean, what I mean? You're looking at the guys that are making millions. Yeah, when you get an extra game that you're only going to get paid 40 grand for right. or whatever, they're going to be like, "Yeah, what that's a waste of my time." Yeah. But when you're looking at a player who's only making 500 grand a year, another 40 grand is significant. Yeah. You know, that's a great paycheck. So yeah, they're all for it. That Yeah, that's I thought it was a great point cuz I mean and then Marquis Pouncey with this video, he was like, I don't know if you guys uh, seen he it. Went off. He went off, dude. And he was just cussing up a storm, dude. Like, F this. They, they, they're just in, the owners just are in it for them. It's like a slave driving stuff and blah, blah, blah. And he was, he busted out. He goes, um, he goes, hey, younger players, I got you. Don't even worry about it. If we lock out, I'll pay, for, I'll pay for your rent. I'll pay for blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and they're like, it's not a, you know, Rich Eisen or whoever it was. It was like, it's not about that. It's about, them being able to stabilize their money throughout their entire career, not have to worry about, you know, making forty, fifty thousand dollars less and not being able to make a team or or whatever and being yeah. on the cusp of of losing that much money. Like they're gaining more money and it's for 10 years. The agreement, the owners and players agreement, you know, or the CBA. It's it would be for 10 years instead of this four or five year thing right. where every year or every every four or five years, they have to revisit it and then risk it. You know what I mean? So the Pouncey brothers to the NFL are what the uh, Diaz brothers are to the UFC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like they're like anti everything. Just be out in the news. Well, Schefter, Schefter, Adam Schefter is saying that if this deal goes through, it would give the NFL players the highest percentage of revenues of any American professional professional sport going to 48% and eventually could climb higher to 48.5, depending on media rights. That would mean more than $5 billion in new money to the players. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, well, that's the thing, like, when I read that, I was billion. like, billion. That's a lot of fucking money for billion. players. Yeah, and your word, you're, you want more time. Like, I don't, if you're so, like, I don't know, like, they're, they're caught up with, oh, well, my contract, I want more guaranteed money. If you're worried about the money, why aren't you, you know, supporting this fucking CBA. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there, I don't know. A lot of the players, I, f I feel like they contradict themselves. They go back on, you know, their initial word, but 
They do. So. They do. All right, boys. Well, this wraps up uh, episode nine. Joe, thanks for uh, coming out, man. Oh, yeah, yeah of man. Glad nice to have you, you here. Yeah. Stay safe out there. Always. Always. Yes. Do stay safe out there. Always. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll catch everybody next week. Thanks for stopping by. And we are out. Go Raiders. <laughs> I don't see how you can hate from outside of the club. You can't even get in. <laughs> Leg out. Yellow model chick, yellow bottle sipping, yellow Lamborghini, yellow top missing. Yeah, yeah, that shit look like a toupee. I get what you get in 10 years, in two days. Ladies love me, I'm on my cool J. If you get what I get, what would you say? She wax it all off, Mr. Miyagi, and them suicide doors. Ari Kari, look at me now, look at me now. I'm getting paper, look at me now, oh, look at me now, yeah, fresh to the